0: (laughs) Hello and welcome to Cartridge Cinema Club episode 60. My name is Mark Champlin and today I'm joined by Alex Wallace.
1: What is up girls and gays? Uh, As everyone already is aware, uh, it's a shit week in the world. This week, um, and so, you know, normally I, you know, normally at the end of the episode, for the past, like, probably ten episodes or so, I've been saying, fuck cops, don't join the military as part of the sign-off. Uh, so I just wanted to make sure, to make sure that people hear this, so, you know, cause some people, they tune out before the end of the episode. I just wanna say, don't join the fucking military, don't participate in this racist fucking war that they're getting us into, don't, fuck, fuck cops fuck god it's rough man
0: (laughs) yeah just a just just a real talk moment before we talk about the angry video game nerd for 40 minutes approximately Mm -hmm. like the i class solidarity is the most important thing possible at this point like Mm -hmm. uh, working class americans and working class uh, iranians um we we are very different but we are the same in that neither of us fucking wants to go to war. Mm-hmm. Um this is don't join the fucking military. Don't join the fucking military,
1: <laughs> organize with local communist groups if there are yes. any in your area, go to a march, fuck shit up, demonstrate, spread the word, do not let them just get away with this without people knowing what they're doing. What did we watch this week,
0: Mark? <laughs> we watched. Uh the angry video, angry video Game Nerd, colon, the movie, <laughs> often abbreviated as AVGN, colon, the movie. Um, <laughs> man. Uh, <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, we're going to talk about other things. We're going we're gonna to not think about this for, tw- for 28 minutes, yeah, and that's have okay.
1: Nice, have a nice time <laughs> with your friends talking about a video game movie from 2014.
0: Um, so it's a, it's a goofy little science fiction adventure comedy film uh, written and directed by James Rolfe, uh, the AVGN, and uh, Kevin Finn. It's based on the web series of the same name, uh, also created by Rolfe, and he plays uh, his character, the anger video game nerd, you know him, you love him, you you watched him when you were a child. Yeah,
1: right. So that that's that's something I kind of want to touch on before we kind of get into this, uh, get into the weeds on this movie, and then you can find out how we actually felt about it because we've been obfuscating that information thus far. Um, I watch this man's vid- videos as, like, a literal child. Like, yeah. I remember watching Angry Video Game Nerd videos and all of the Cinemassacre movie reviews when I was, like, 12, 13, mm-hmm. you know? Um, I followed the production of this film the entire way through, uh, and then I never watched it because people <laughs> said it was bad, but we'll get to yeah. that. Um, and I, I really think, you know, okay, I guess, like, there might be people listening to this who don't know who the angry video game nerd is and who James Rolfe is. Um, So, you know, James Rolfe really invented the genre of dude angrily talking about old video games in his room on YouTube. Like he was really a pioneer of like, we wouldn't have video Let's Plays without James Rolfe. We wouldn't Mm -mm. have, you know, (laughs) we wouldn't have the nostalgia critic, right? We wouldn't have the angry Joe show. We wouldn't have fucking game grumps. We wouldn't have any of that shit if it was not for James Rolfe. And he was also a sort of the man, the man was a, was a bad movie connoisseur. He, his like passion for film and particularly like his passion for B movies, his passion for like cheap practical effects had like a really big impact on me and my interests. I, he did a series where he reviewed every single Godzilla movie and I watched all of those videos more than once. And like the, the man had like a sincerity and an honesty to him that came through a lot in those videos. And I think also comes through in this film. Um, and I think that we also don't see from our internet celebrities very often anymore.
0: Yeah. uh Well, we did both want to open up and talk about our experience with such an influential figure as James Rolfe. Um, I also watched his videos as a young child. I remember... Um, before the name change, when he was still called the Angry Nintendo yeah, Nerd. before me too. Uh, be- before, he, uh, before he broadened his horizons and realized that there's bad games on other uh, systems from the 80s and 90s.
1: Yeah, and also he wanted to sell t-shirts
0: and it couldn't say Nintendo on them. That was the actual main thing. This is true. A problem
1: that haunts this film as well. <laughs> we'll get to yeah, in yeah.
0: Yeah. really funny ways. Yeah. Um, I just want to say that uh, the immortal words of him saying... This game sucks, uh, as the first three words on his channel for his Simon's <laughs> Quest review yeah. are just... I think about that moment a lot, because, that, like you said, he really did create that genre. But him just playing an old video game and saying into the camera, this game sucks, in like a funny <laughs> voice, yeah, just it it was the it was the shot heard around the world. I still think that Simon's Quest video is one of the best videos on YouTube <laughs> because it has such a simplicity to it. It doesn't even have a face cam and it's just it was the er I am reviewing this old bad piece of media and talking about how fucking shitty it is mm-hmm. and we're going to laugh at it. It was the first one. Um and uh, so he invented a genre. I jokingly wrote here that maybe this genre shouldn't have been invented, <laughs> but it's mostly just because I hate JonTron so much. Well, uh, I mean, it's,
1: I, <laughs> it's interesting, right? Because, like, the whole joke, and he has talked about this at length, James Rolfe has, like, the whole joke of those first few angry Nintendo nerd videos was, yeah. ha isn't it ridiculous that this grown man is so angry about this video game? Like, yeah,
0: the yeah <laughs> the, the 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 thing is that they're uh, not only... Not only is there like a purity to his videos that isn't there, because uh like you talked about, I wanna mention that the old videos do have like silly bad special effects, mm-hmm. like him shooting a Hot Dukin at his TV is very yeah. memorable to me. But also, like you said, uh it's clear that he's playing a character. Mm-hmm. Um and this character has, like, undesirable, like, like traits as far as, like, he's, like, an angry alcoholic, like, shut-in with no friends, and he hates people, and he's just, just raging all the time and breaking his fucking TV. Yeah. Um. So it's clear that he is, like, satirizing the idea of this pocket protector nerd who just sits alone in his house and plays old video games. And he's poking fun at himself because, you know, besides the obvious, like, over um overemphasized anger issues like he he's like yeah i'm laughing at myself i am that nerd who like sits in the basement but like that's okay mm-hmm. um, unlike well what i'll call the john tron family of youtubers <laughs> which is not satire and they're not playing characters they're just men in their 20s now they're all in their 30s uh, <laughs> but they're just like that unironically yeah um like it's not I don't know. I don't want to pick on them in particular, but I always joke about Peanut Butter Gamer uh, as the one. It's like it's not funny or charming to see like Peanut Butter Gamer like yell at like Zelda because like that's just 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 a dude yelling at Zelda. Yeah. Like I don't give a shit. Like I, I do can that... Experience that in my real life. <laughs> I do that by myself all the time. I yeah. Don't... Yeah, uh, you you know what I'm trying to say. Definitely,
1: uh, yeah. So, look, look, we're, I think we have a lot to talk about with this movie. So we actually do. We should, we do. should, we should yeah. get moving through it. Um, so I'm gonna run through the plot really quick. Uh, it, the, a lot happens in this movie, and so I'm gonna be painting some pretty broad strokes here. And when we need to bring up the specifics, we'll get into the specifics. Um, so James Rolfe is the angry video game nerd in this, but like in this, like it's, that's not a character that he plays in videos. Like it's not like his character in this movie is James Rolfe who plays the angry video game nerd. His character in this movie is the angry video game nerd, but he is still a dude making videos and putting on them on the internet, uh, about bad video games. Yeah,
0: the, the difference is in this universe, it's him documenting his true life. <laughs> yeah. Those YouTube videos are canon and they actually happen and he really threw a Hadouken at his TV (laughs) yeah Um, and
1: so and so there is a video game company that is making a sequel to E.T. for the Atari the like legendarily bad video game uh, that you've probably heard of and if you haven't we're not going to explain it here just look it up Uh, (laughs) and the fans are demanding that he review E.T. to to celebrate the the release of the sequel to E.T. for the Atari. And then this somehow leads them on like a wild goose chase with him and his shitty best friend who says a lot of bad things. uh, And some girl from the video game company who also doesn't matter. uh, And they drive out to the landfill where they allegedly buried all of the E.T. cartridges back in the 80s. Uh, And then they find out that it's near Area 51. And by the end of the movie, it's just like an alien kaiju movie listen a lot a lot happens in this channel it's hard to explain everything that goes down there's like a whole situation where like angry video game nerd fans like mob out to the 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 et landfill and it's like exactly like hey everyone let's let's storm area 51
0: yeah, um, shockingly so cuz yeah. it was 5 years before.
1: Yeah, this this was a this was a prescient film for sure. Um so yeah, what what
0: were your kind of how do you feel about this broadly? Well, you know, I went into it expecting it to suck shit. Mm-hmm. Uh I and I don't think it does. Um I think for, for a movie to suck shit, it has to be um unintentional. Uh and it has to like have been like a genuine effort to do something and then failing to do that thing. Mm-hmm. This movie it's hard to criticize because you you know the acting is hammy, the special effects are are like terrible, but they they also are completely accurately evocative of the style of movie that he was satirizing. Mm-hmm. Um so, you know, it's it's successful in doing that. Um, it's not like a perfect movie. It's not a classic or anything. It's not not something that I'll like really watch again, but it has it has the sort of charm that his videos do. And you just kind of you just kind of watch and you're like, man, he really made the thing. He He <laughs> like went out and he did it. And uh, unlike many other, you know people like this who who start big projects and end up completing them where you just think to yourself, this, this was kind of like a, like a waste of time. And you did this to like make a lot of money and it actually looks terrible. Like I've seen the Shane Dawson movie. <laughs> You've
1: um, seen, you seen I, the
0: Fred movie where his dad is John Cena. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you,
1: it, it, you like that in the culture.
0: <laughs> it's the, and like, I, I foolishly went into it expecting this, but he really did. This was like a passion project and it shows. Um, And, and so it's, it's hard to criticize cause it's just silly. Um, uh, I, I guess that leaves me a little confused, but also just, you know, happy for the dude. Also, yeah. I want to mention that the music, <laughs> uh, is like an Epic score that's based entirely off of the, um, the initial uh, overture, uh, which is just the AVGN theme of like, he's gonna take you back to the past, but like played on like a French horn, like it's the fucking like John Williams soundtrack. Yeah, I love <laughs> and it. And <laughs> I thoroughly enjoyed that. Um, yeah. uh, what did you think about this movie?
1: Yeah. So I think like you, I was really expecting this to be bad. Um, like when it came out, I know a lot of people were really sour on it and like, I don't have a lot of faith in going back to people I used to watch on the internet and still liking them. Uh, And like, I think I walked away being like very charmed by this movie. Um, Like James, okay. Like James Rolfe was never a good actor, right? That was never what it was about. Like part of the charm of those videos is that like his, like his narration and his, like his whole affect is like very stilted. Um, And in this film, it comes off exactly as charming and sincere as I think it always was. Um, And and the way that this movie, like, acts as a love letter to the B-movies that he always loved and always talks about in his films is, like, kind of (laughs) heartwarming. Like, I kind of felt pretty nice about that. Um, I think that it is way too long. This movie is two <laughs> fucking hours long. It should have been an hour and 30 minutes because, like, it's mostly a goof. Um, there's a lot of parts that drag. There's a lot of gags that don't work. There's Yeah, a lot I'll, of... I'll,
0: I'll say real quick, the joke runs thin. And <laughs> I guess that's kind of my weird feeling about it is that, like, you get it 45 minutes in and yeah. then it just keeps going.
1: Yeah, and, and, and it, it just, like, it... It, it definitely overstays its welcome, um, and it also we'll get to this. It has some weird hang-ups about women, because of course it fucking does. Because we we cannot know peace on Tartar Cinema Club, so we'll <laughs> talk about that. Um, but yeah, overall, I was like, oh, that was rather endearing. I kind of enjoyed that. I was I was quite surprised by that. Yeah, yeah. Um. So so real quick before we kind of get into the into the meat and potatoes stuff, there is something that we wanted to touch on, which is something that you like. Never, never becomes normal throughout the movie. You never get used to it. It's weird the entire time for the entire two hours. And that's the fact that they, they can't use the real video games in this. So like, you know, the, the angry video game nerd as an internet personality exists in this movie. And we see clips from his actual episodes, like old AVGN episodes, where he's saying lines from those old episodes. But the video games are replaced with fake video games. And 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 they use like the real history of ET, like they they reference Howard Scott Warshaw and like the video game crash and all that stuff. But th- the game is called ET like E E space T E E and it's very
0: strange. Do, do they even mention that it's licensed off of a movie? I don't think they do. They do. do. In,
1: in, the, in the very beginning, there's, like, that opening narration with the lady talking about the video game crash, and they mention, like, based on Spielberg's E.T., the highest-grossing film of that then, year... Then what the fuck? I don't know. It's really <laughs> weird, right? It's like... It, it, it's like... If this... Because when they put this out, they, they, like, toured film festivals with it and shit, you know? Like, it was, like, a real film. And so, like... They couldn't, you know, just put Super Mario Brothers in it. You know, they would have gotten yeah. fucking sued. Um, and 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 it's like you get the impression of like, oh, this would have worked a lot better as a film uh, <laughs> if it had been released illegally on the internet and got to have all of the real video games in it.
0: Yeah, the, this was just a compromise that they made to mm-hmm. uh, to, to to make it seem more legitimate for like a theater going audience, which they did manage to get this into some theaters. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and I, I just think that the funniest part of this was the, 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 like the loading screen of the ET game is just the exact same screen, but they <laughs> add like a little curly mustache on <laughs> ET's face. It's so strange. And, and they spell it like E E T E. It's, it's confusing. Cause like they use the word Atari and she's mm-hmm. wearing an Atari t-shirt but there was just some licensing hang-up with a few different actual video games. And also, you know, uh, whatever whatever film studio owns E.T., they weren't chill with this movie where, you know, people's arms get ripped off and they say fuck a lot. Yeah,
1: and then E.T. at the end turns out to be a weird puppet that talks like a 13-year-old boy. It's a strange film. It's a strange that film. That puppet I, was so awesome. It was, it's just, it, which, yeah, I want to talk about like the, the tone and the style of this film. Cause it's so bizarre. It's such, it's such a strange disjointed thing, but I, I love that it looks like Godzilla final wars. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and if that's not a reference that works for you, um, like it's practical effects and costumes and miniatures with yeah. bad like bad superimposed graphics over it, right? Like it is the it is the AVGN video style with a little bit more of a budget, and I love that it looks like that. I like I love that for James Rolfe. I love that he got to yeah. make this ridiculous <laughs> movie. Like y'all, there's a fucking kaiju in this movie. Like the last 20 minutes of this movie has a giant rubber suit. Like stomping around and blowing up miniatures. Like it's like everything that James Rolfe would have wanted out of a film that he made. And it it feels good. <laughs> yeah, I love you could that. just
0: you could see him being like, hey, I know this movie is set in this time and it's about this, but somehow I need to film a kaiju destroying <laughs> Las Vegas. Yeah. And he he found a way to shoehorn that in and it works because the tone of the movie is so silly yeah uh that it uh, it doesn't make you it doesn't break the immersion for a second <laughs> yeah uh, i i remember the moment when the kaiju starts destroying las vegas and like i, I that was the moment where i kind of like had this moment i'm like i like woke up and i was like i think i'm enjoying this movie <laughs>
1: yeah because
0: cuz cuz up until that point i was like this is kind of like shitty and weird, and I, I I don't know. Like it's it's fine, but it's clear that this is just like a dumb like little project. Mm-hmm. But then when I started seeing like like when the van gets blown up <laughs> yeah. and it gets, it, it's just a little vi- miniature van. It gets. And it gets thrown down a down a hill, but it's so obviously a miniature. Yeah, it's like clearly
1: Um, like a matchbox car. (laughs) Yeah,
0: it's it's literally a matchbox car, and then it's like set on fire, and the fire looks all tiny. Yeah. Um, And then when they're standing on the on the the Eiffel Tower in Vegas in the Paris Hotel, and you can see that like the sky behind them is like obviously a map painting, and you can like see like the the um the joints where it like folded out, <laughs> and I was like, this is actually brilliant. It's I great because
1: it's all it's all deliberate, right? Like yeah. it's it's they're they're like really leaning into it, and I I really enjoyed that. Um, I think the other weird thing about the tone. Um, is particularly, like, the fact that all of the characters also talk like the Angry Video Game Nerd.
0: Yeah, it's clearly written by him, and and he's the most believable character in it, because he wrote his lines the way that he always writes his lines.
1: You know, like, every other character uses swear words in the weird way that the Angry Video Game Nerd does, where he's, you know, calling things shitloads of fuck, and, like, (laughs) saying, like, what the fucking fuck, and shit like that, you know? And like that tone just extends to the entire cast of characters regardless
0: of who they are. Yeah, the the army general in particular was just the same character as the <laughs> AVGN. Like that they could have they could have had that guy played by like an evil clone of James Rolfe and it would have changed nothing. <laughs>
1: that would have been great actually. I would have that loved that. That actually would have
0: been great. Um
1: <laughs> but yeah, it's it's like I it's very strange to see this like very particular internet humor tone in a feature film like it's very off kilter and weird it's it's like you don't quite feel like you're watching a real movie <laughs> while you watch this thing
0: no it feels it feels fake and that's why the length uh hurts it uh is another reason why the length hurts it because mm-hmm. uh like if it was an hour 20 uh, you know i've watched youtube videos that are an hour 20 yeah. uh that that managed to keep this tone i also had this weird thought when i was watching it that i was kind of like Man, what if like Pixels, but this? Oh man! Right, <laughs> that would like, be great. It, that kind of like it, it. It almost excuses some of the sins of Pixels. Yeah. In a weird way, I don't know. That's that's a story for another day. But um, I definitely had that thought, and I had I had that moment of being like, this is just like Pixels, but if Pixels had. A, a modicum of self-awareness you yeah know?
1: it has that it has that same quality that pixels has where it's like reverent about video games but also thinks that people who play video games are losers <laughs>
0: yeah know? it's very but, strange yeah this this movie decides not to take that very seriously mm. and uh, pixels is like
1: this is a this is a better film <laughs> than pixels I would oh, I'm gonna come out and say that this is a uh, far better film than pixels 100
0: percent despite all the problems I would watch this. Uh, in a heartbeat over ever seeing 10 minutes of Pixels again. Yeah,
1: yeah um, speaking of problems. Uh, <laughs> the sins of this movie. It, it's, hmm, it's strange. Okay, because I, I don't even know if I want to call it misogyny necessarily. This movie just is weird about women. Um, and it's strange because I feel like the AVGN was never really about that. Yes. Um like he was never really like the joke in the angry video game nerd was almost never like haha he's never fucked you know haha nerds are weird around women haha he's awkward and and doesn't know how to handle having interactions with with anyone who is not a nerd gamer um but that's the character that he's playing in this movie um one of the like one of the recurring themes in this film is the is the nerd always says To his friend Cooper, who is along for the... Briefly on Cooper, uh, he, you know, so Mike Matei or Mike Matei or whatever the fuck his name is, uh, who was one of the, like, he was like a production assistant and friend of the Angry Video Game Nerd. He was in a lot of videos. That guy's a piece of shit asshole and he is not in this film and he has been replaced with a completely different person named Cooper who is fulfilling the exact same role where he's helping the (laughs) ABGN shoot his videos and being a very, very bad comic relief. Um, and the nerd always tells him, nerds before birds. That's a repeated line throughout the film. And the idea is that the the nerd thinks that, it, you know, you get too caught up in women and you're going to stop focusing on the games, man. Uh, and it sucks. <laughs> it sucks because the whole joke is basically just like, haha, like, the nerd and Cooper are awkward around women and women make them uncomfortable and they say weird things to women. Isn't that funny? And I'm like, no, not Really?
0: yeah the um the the whole thing with how self aware this movie is about so many things uh it doesn't transfer as well to like the ironic like gamer misogyny because mm-hmm. the you know the the wound is still fresh and <laughs> also still gaping and open as a wound as far as uh you know sexism in the video game industry and misogyny uh toward uh, women who even like even have the gall to like video games um so that's why it's like that's why it rings hollow when they like bring out that trope here it's like yeah yeah we we get it you, you didn't have to to do that yeah. it's there's it's, like it's, it's annoying
1: there's a the, one of my least favorite moments in this entire movie is like okay so like you know there's the only female character obviously uh who well i uh, i take that back so there is Like, the the one female main character, and then there is the one female bad guy. And the one female main character gets kidnapped by the one female bad guy, like, halfway through the fucking movie. And so she just spends most of the film kidnapped on top of the fake Eiffel Tower in Las Vegas, waiting to be rescued by the fucking angry video game nerd. Um, And, like, there's a moment where she's like... (laughs) Where she's, she's about, she's just decided that she's gonna beat the shit out of this other girl, and she says, I thought I could get through this without participating in an objectifying cat fight. And it's like, okay, so you're acknowledging that this sucks, but you're gonna do it anyway. <laughs> I yeah. hate that shit. It's like good game, you know? Like, it's that shit where they're uh, like, oh, we lampshaded the misogynistic trope, so therefore we're clowning on it and we're not doing it. But you're still doing it. Like, that character still only exists to, like, have weird sex jokes made about her, to have weird jokes about her tits made about her. Like, all of the punchlines uh, with, like, the nerd and Cooper and this girl is just like, isn't it funny that she's a woman and she's here? Like it, I don't know. It's fucking weird. I don't. It. It was bad.
0: Yeah, I'm, it's. But it, b- both of the female characters in this are just subjected to like lame jokes about their bodies mm-hmm. more than once. Like, yeah. like nice, nice melons. Take some notes on that because they, they. It's like some like fruit, and then they're because they, it's a girl. It's not. Good. I, it's just we. <laughs> we don't even need to like say the specifics. James Rolfe like gets to sign a girl's boobs at one point
1: yeah it sucks because like the 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 only credit that you can give them is that the angry video game nerd and the one female character don't kiss at the end but she kisses cooper at the end instead for no fucking reason uh and we've talked about that trope 400 billion times on this podcast so we're gonna move on but yeah it sucks and i think it makes the film worse and i think it reduces what is otherwise a pretty charming little thing Um, But yeah, one of the last things that I wanted to touch on here um, is that this film ultimately comes out as a film about how James Rolfe is uncomfortable with his own internet fame um, and is uncomfortable with, like, the amount of pressure put on him to perform for people. Like, there's... You know, the the whole thi- the whole beginning of the film is all about how all these people are clamming clamoring for him to do ET, but he doesn't want to do ET because he hates ET and he he played it as a child and it made him really sad and he doesn't want to do it.
0: Yeah, it's uh it's interesting because it touches on like a creator's responsibility to their fans or whether the a creator has a responsibility mm-hmm. to their fans to like make the type of things that they want. And um in the end it's kind of it kind of has the tone of like you don't have to but sometimes you give it to him mm-hmm. and sometimes that's okay and um it it kind of reads as like a like a thank you to the fans and also like a but you know ease up a little bit yeah. uh, t- type of thing which is sweet and like nice and it um it humanizes uh James mm-hmm. uh, in an interesting way like at the end of at the end of it he finally is like you know just j- just for shits and giggles let's do that review and then the during the credits it's him actually doing an avgn episode yeah. about et which is which is cool yeah um, it was cool c- he he actually like did the thing um and i i like that there was a little bit of meta commentary mm. it it kind of legitimized the movie for me in, in in a real way at the end like he really was you know th- this this movie did have something to say about the greater character and also his career.
1: Yeah, I mean it's interesting because like this is this is so who he was, you know, and 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 so who he kind of still is. Um, you know, he never really he didn't he didn't give in to the internet fame in a way a lot of other people did. And like when you listen to him talk about the angry video game nerd, it, it, it's so this thing that got away from him. You know, it's so this mm-hmm. thing that, like, he never even really intended to be anything. He was just making silly videos. And it just kept getting more and more popular for him. And he's talked about how, like, he he started to feel a lot of stress and a lot of, like, burnout from having to make Angry Video Game Nerd videos all the time instead of getting to do the things that he wanted to do, which was, you know, make these B-movies. And so, like, this film is kind of an expression of that. Like, this film is an expression of, like, his burnout, his frustrations with the sort of character that like, grew larger than he ever was as a person. You know, like, the persona of the angry video game nerd became so much larger than James Rolfe, the the human being, you know? And seeing him get to take that character and put him into a project where he gets to live out all of those things that he always wanted to get to do but couldn't because he had to keep putting time into angry video game nerd videos. Like, it's it works. It's charming. I, I don't know. It, I... I liked this movie, kind of. It 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 <laughs> yeah. like it drags and a lot of the jokes are bad and don't work and like it's corny, but it's supposed to be, and I I just love it. I love that it exists because it's so strange. It's just such a strange film, and I, I just I, I love it for that.
0: Yeah, he he found a way he found a way to make that movie mm-hmm. uh without having to uh, without having to alienate any of the fans of the show, he honored he honored his own vision and also the fans of his character uh, in the best the best way that he possibly could do both of those things. Yeah, uh, and it works as as well as that crazy idea possibly could. I think.
1: Yeah. Um. So so one more thing we want to touch on before we uh before we start wrapping this up here. Uh. So so there there are multiple cameos in this film. I think. Uh And I know this because there are moments where the camera will linger on some dude with a beard that i don't recognize and and i'm and i I'm thinking like oh, i'm supposed to recognize this dude right he's like a dude from the internet or something. <laughs> uh,
0: I feel almost proud that I only understood one of these references yeah
1: and and the and the thing that sucks is that the only person that I recognized the only cameo that I saw and was immediately like, "Oh my God, was when Doug Walker, the nostalgia critic appears for like literally five seconds he's in the movie and it's just like a reaction shot uh but like oh boy that guy sure did uh that guy sure did fall off after 2014
0: uh, this loathsome motherfucker
1: yeah so you know it's funny because like i i was a i was a fan of both of these dudes uh when they were kind of in their prime you know there was kind of like a cute little feud between doug walker and james Rolfe. Uh, where, you know, where they kind of sniped back and forth and made silly videos about each other and occasionally, like, appeared in each other's videos and stuff. Um, and if you didn't know, <laughs> if you have not read the, like, multi-page manifesto from all the other people that worked with Doug Walker and his brother talking about what an ignorant pieces of shit they are <laughs> and how they fucked over everybody that worked for them... It's really funny to see Doug Walker in this movie before the before the tragic fall from grace.
0: And it would have been like right before cuz yep. this this movie came out in 2014. Yeah, the uh it's <laughs> he he wasn't alone in in this like group of YouTubers who fucked over all their friends in lots of really serious ways because mm-hmm. They suddenly found themselves as, like, business owners and having to, like, have employees. And they're completely unfit to do this type of thing, but also unwilling to relinquish control. <laughs> so, <Yep. laughs> so this is what happens. Uh, yeah. The, <laughs> fuck Duck Walker. Holy shit.
1: <laughs> what are we watching next week, Mark?
0: Um, well, we're doing kind of the second part of a makeshift two-parter. We're watching... Mm-hmm. Atari Game Over, which is a 2014 documentary, um, which it's funny that it came out the same year, mm-hmm. uh, but it's a but it's directed by Zach Penn and it's about the North American video game crash of 1983, and it uses that Atari video game burial excavation as its starting point. So we actually get to we get to see the the truth behind <laughs> the the myth.
1: Yeah. So um, you know, we'll get into this a little bit more next week. We talked about it a little bit this week, like you know, so. You know, there was a big market crash for games in the 80s, in America specifically, and a bunch of those cartridges, a bunch of the ET cartridges and also a bunch of the uh, Pac Man cartridges, there was sort of an urban legend, perhaps not a legend, uh, that they buried a bunch of those in the New Mexico desert. Um, And this documentary, they go and they dig up the fucking landfill uh, in this and. We'll see how that goes for them. Um, I've seen this movie before. I don't think it's very good. Um, I am... You know, people who know... (laughs) My sensibilities (laughs) know that I'm very enthusiastic about documentary film. I'm very enthusiastic about documentaries, about video games. Um, I don't think this is a particularly successful one. I think it's kind of disjointed and kind of a mess, and the tone is kind of all over the place. I watched it, like, a few years after it came out, and I was kind of disappointed by it. But the the real life actual shit that they go and do in this really happened and it's fascinating to watch it unfold so i think the film is worth seeing anyway and i'm really excited to watch it again and see what i'm able to pull out of it this time where can people find the podcast on the internet mark
0: <laughs> sorry I, I i thought you were gonna smoothly transition into that <laughs> i wasn't gonna say anything <laughs> but yeah you could you could cut out that pause or leave it in for i like think it. it'd
1: be funny if i just <laughs> liked it in. What if this podcast right now why don't you keep going
0: (laughs) oh god this is why uh we don't do it live and there's no video um also because fuck doing that in general yeah dude i'm not Um, wearing a shirt right now (laughs) (laughs) fucking a um you can find us at cartridge cinema on twitter that's at cartridge cinema join the discord it's linked in the pinned post uh you can find us on itunes and spotify and soundcloud that's where the ogs are they they, they were listening early on the soundcloud before we started you know paying for it to be hosted on the real places <laughs> <laughs> you actually you also have to pay to host it on soundcloud sure um, <laughs> you can rate us if you'd like uh give us five stars we love reading those reviews that's really fun uh the music is by dj tin man the art is by courtney kaufman uh For me, it was Tuesday. Now more than ever, fuck
1: cops, don't join the fucking military. Peace.